Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind B2B Podcast. I'm your host, Brian LeConte, alongside my co-host, Matthew Johnson. We are blessed to be joined here today by the CEO and president of On The Move, CJ Strack. CJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. Couldn't ask for a better day. <laughs> Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Yeah, today we wanted to, um, honestly, to get us started, would you do our audience a favor and give them an introduction to uh, who you are and what you do? Okay, how much time do I have for that? <laughs> no, I'm <just> kidding. <laughs> no, I'm, my, I'm CJ Stratt. I'm from uh, the San Antonio, Texas area at a small town called Bernie. I'm CEO of our family business. It's been around since 1992. So this is 30 years. Um, I've stepped into the role of CEO for almost two years now. And uh, before that, I was VP of marketing and sales here and just have been doing this since 2008. So it's been um, a dream of mine to always be CEO of On The Move and just excited to be here and, and tell more about that process and also a little bit more about On The Move. So we, we are, like I said, a family business and we do sell moving trucks to the self-storage and real estate industry. And we sell the truck, we provide the insurance to be able to rent the truck out. And we the most fun part is that we actually customize the trucks to advertise our customers. So we're actually the fourth largest rental fleet in the United States, but no one knows on the move, everybody knows our customers. So right. a little bit different behind that. So just uh, to, to let you guys know who I am. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you know like the story of like getting that started of like how that came about as like a need in the market? Well. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm a little bit of a storage nerd. This is like my industry. And so I don't realize how nerdy it is until I start talking to other people, outsiders, you know, but um, I didn't realize that the storage industry has only been around since the 70s. Oh, really? Hmm. So I would think, I mean, especially here in Texas, I, I don't know um, what we would do with our, what people do with their stuff. I mean, we can't put our stuff in our attics or it's going to melt. I mean, we've been over a hundred degrees for months now and you know so <laughs> it's a little bit very very hot mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very hot, hot in our attics yeah. <laughs> and then um we don't have basements because our ground is limestone really? so like where are all these people all, at least that's texans i don't know where everybody kept their junk all these years but um, <laughs> i just always thought that was kind of an interesting thing like i mean and then you know i drive by and i see like one car garages it's like okay i guess our junk has just totally increased over the last 30 years anyway, but, um, or 50 years now that we say it, I always feel like the seventies is 30 years away. Don't tell anybody how old I really am. <laughs> 50 years now. Um, but anyway, um, we, um, so my, my grandfather, he had the storage facility. He was, he built that in the seventies. Like uh, he was a pioneer in the industry and he realized the need for truck rental. When people are moving into storage facilities, generally they need some sort of truck, at least, um, at least a, pickup truck, but he, he worked with some of the big three rental companies and they wouldn't designate a, a truck to his storage facility. Mm. So if, if one of his customers came in and one of the, the rental companies actually needed a truck to go from Detroit over to Ohio, that was a bigger, a one-way move. They would make more revenue on that. And so then my grandpa would be stuck explaining to his customer, oh, well, the truck is not here anymore, <laughs> which just isn't really good for customer service or uh, you know, back then we didn't have reviews like we do nowadays, but right. um, it, it, it would, he wouldn't have ranked very high with, with that kind of customer service. So he really just wanted a designated truck to his storage facility and put his branding on the truck. He, 
really saw value in having his brand on the truck, especially if it's being driven all around town by his customers. So he decided to go ahead and get his own truck. He realized the the rub was the difficult part was um, getting an insurance agent or an insurance company to actually let him hand over the, the keys to strangers to mm-hmm. drive a, a box <laughs> truck. You know, that was, um, yeah. they weren't very keen on that. So he, he did, worked with that and developed an insurance license program where we're able to rent the truck out and our customers are allowed to rent their truck out. So that's how, how we evolved. And um, cool. we started with just the storage industry. Realtors saw value for having moving trucks for their customers as well. So we work with the real estate industry too. But both of our customers will do buy or sell with me, use this truck for free, mm. or rent with me, use this truck for free. So they use it as a, a move, um, moving billboard and a great marketing tool for for both industries. So that's how we started. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, earlier, um, or at least early in your career, you said you had a passion for marketing. Did you ever think at any point you would end up where you are right now as a business owner? No, I mean, I always wanted it and dreamed of it, but I never thought my mom would ever retire and, <laughs> and, or my grandfather, my grandfather is still here every day. Like, I mean, calls me every day, not here, um, but he calls me every day. He's 88. Um, my, my great grandma lived to a hundred. So I'm like, I'm never going to be CEO. I'm going to be in marketing for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's really what I thought. Um, but luckily my mom was ready to retire. So I was able to step in this role and I did some education. You know, I went for marketing for my bachelor's didn't realize how much I loved it until I actually went to a class and and just fell in love with it. I wanted to own a hotel was my real dream. And, and I went to school to be in travel industry management. And then I realized that was a whole new customer service, whole new 365 days. You are not getting a vacation type business. <laughs> so, um, and so, yeah, so it was, I mean, I always wanted to be a leader in, in that, in the, in, in the company, but um, I'm very excited to be CEO and, and, um, and use some, of my techniques and my leadership skills to change our company. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you want to go ahead? No, go ahead. Sure. Yeah. Um, I just, I do find it so uh, impressive and inspiring that you are not just the head of a company, but a, a family owned business. Uh, we wanted to know what it's, what sets like and uh, what are some of the challenges and uh, the good and bad that goes with being, you know, the head of a family like that? Yes, it's definitely, um, well, there isn't very much differentiation at the dinner table. Um, we're, <laughs> we're talking business. It, it doesn't matter if we say no business is going to be talked about at this Christmas dinner. It's going to be talked about. So that's something really to to uh, keep in mind. I mean, it is, it is life, but luckily we're all very passionate about it. And so for our significant others, they're not so much, but <laughs> they, they understand us and they're understanding about it. But it was really cool though, at the same time to see my, my son the other day, mm-hmm. well, actually not the other day, yesterday, mm-hmm. he's always wanted to be a YouTube star. Mm-hmm. Um, he's nine and he, um, <laughs> you know, and uh, a Roblox creator. And wow. yesterday he brought, like, I, he had a doctor's appointment. So I brought him to work with me and, um, and, and that way I could, you know, maneuver the, between meetings and whatnot to get him there. And he brought a hammer in his backpack. He's like, I want to help build trucks today. And I was like, oh my God, that's the first time he's uh-huh. ever said he wanted to work for me. So that meant a lot. So it's it's really um it gives me reason to want to work. It's like I want him it would be so cool to work with my son one day. Or and so I and I was able to work with my mom and my grandma and I can call my aunt and be like, okay, grandpa's saying this. What 
what is he really saying behind the scenes, you know? <laughs> and so, and it's, and it's really good because you know the expectations. It's hard to, I think, to work for other people as well because you don't really know. Um, I think it's an advantage because I know I know what my grandfather's style and what his taste is and what his expectations are. And sometimes, though, I don't always know what all his expe- expectations are of me. <laughs> and and so that's where it gets a little bit difficult, where it's hard to have those conversations. And I'm still his little girl. And so he's trying to tell me something like, yes, yes, Grandpa, I have heard of what a, a captive insurance company is. I, I have heard of these things. <laughs> and then oh, they want to be protective, too, about like the, you know, they're like, OK, you know, how are the grandkids doing? Are, you know, are you spending time enough time with them? And you know, don't bring your work problems out to home and don't bring your home problems to work. So it's like, it's, it's cool to have that uh, ability for them to be a little bit more understanding because it is their, their family. And they want me to make sure that their grandkids are taken care of too. <laughs> Fair enough. That makes sense. A nine-year-old YouTuber sounds like marketing yeah. runs in the family. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I've watched his videos and I'm like, oh, we got some, we got to do some lessons. <laughs> we well, got to do some editing. So uh-huh. <laughs> indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um what were what was the biggest reason that you um decided to take over on the move what went into that whole process of figuring that out for yourself well it was um it was always a dream and that you know I do have my sister and my cousins and whatnot and so like it just kind of was it was just always in my blood I think it's just something I've always wanted to do I try to start some of my own businesses um COVID really hurt my little, my paint store and that kind of stuff. But, um, I just always think of ways to create the products that we have and how to market them. I think that was a a really good role and a a really good experience uh, to learn what to do as a CEO, because I was, I always felt like that was my job as a marketing director or as VP of marketing is I always had to solve problems and quickly and on my feet. I'd be at a trade show. I'm like, okay, where's this duct tape? (laughs) We've got to, we've got to solve this problem right now. So I was always, um, able to do that. So sorry, I just lost my train of thought with that one, but, um, no, you're good. Did you feel more pressure or less pressure with it being a family business? Like just like wanting to live up and make sure that you keep something successful like that in the family, or was it less pressure because, you know, you're closer with your family and you know them so well. It was actually more pressure. Um, my, my, my family was, my mother was especially very, very tough on me. And she, she had very high expectations of me. She knew what I was capable of and she did not let me um, forget it. <laughs> like she, she knew like if I was having a bad day, she's like, you better get on it, you know? Or if I was going through something at home, like if I was going through a breakup, she's like, you better not let that affect you today or tomorrow at work. Like, I don't want to hear about it. You know? <laughs> so that kind of stuff was like, okay, mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> And she's like, oh, you don't feel good. She's like, you look fine. You can go. I know. <laughs> Would you say that's helped you as now as a business owner, kind of that like tough growing well, up, those tough lessons? Well, I was coming in here and I was going to be like, I was not going to be as tough as my mom was. I'm, you know, like, it's okay. If you take an hour and 15 minute lunch, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like, and working remote, is definitely a different, totally different mentality between my generation and my mother's and my grandfather's mm-hmm. and- definitely. And, uh, you know, with the technology that we have, like my mom would, she's like, I don't even want to use a zoom ever, you know? And, and so <laughs> it was very difficult for that. So it's like, okay. So I'm like, okay, you know, I understand being a mom and, you know, having to work from home today, if your kids are sick, like you can still get work done and you don't want to take a day off because your kid's sleeping, but you're, you can still get some work done. But then all of a sudden 
I get a call. I have about five people out working remote that day. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a little too lean yet. So I've had to learn <laughs> to toughen up a little bit. And that's not really like my, my MO. Like I like to be, um, lenient. And I like to be fun, but I, I do, I had to like tighten up, <laughs> tighten up my, um, niceness, I guess. <laughs> And I understand my mom a lot more. I guess it's a, a big lesson. <laughs> For sure. For sure. Well, um, I I was really excited uh, to interview you today. And I told a couple of people just uh, about uh, your company and how you do the custom wraps. Uh, a friend of mine, he's starting his own business right now. And his mind was blown about the fact that you guys do, you know, set it up so that they have their logos and everything on there. Um, and your uh, time with the company, have you had a favorite like custom wrap that you guys have done? Would you say? Oh, I, we did a food truck one time mm -hmm. and it had it was a gold wrap, like a metallic gold. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was super cool. But it, it looked really real slick. Um, <laughs> I, I do like but I, I always fall in love with the, the wraps that have like the dogs on it, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they'll just have it. It's just it, you can't help it. And so like just. <laughs> Just having those, but I'm um, definitely the gold metallic was really cool. Um, you know, having the the and then all of a sudden seeing the matte black, mm -hmm. come, you know mm -hmm. that 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 always looks really really. Oh, oh yeah. Clean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Um, have you? Do you feel like you face uh, any extended difficulties by running the business in Texas, considering it is such a large state? And there is a lot of distance between uh, all the different places that you guys ship to. Well, yes. I mean, we we are a national company, so we are nationwide and we are in Canada. So we were uh, my family is originally from Detroit and we actually moved to San Antonio. So it was more centrally located for our customers. And it was a smaller airport <laughs> was one of the big reasons. It's a pretty easy airport here in San Antonio. So shout out to that. But and it was a Southwest hub. So it was, uh, my parents actually moved to San Antonio for that reason. So, um, we are pretty centrally located. The cost of, it does take forever to get out of the state of Texas when we're doing a trade show and drive, like we will actually drive our truck to the trade shows and use that as our exhibit. And so we'll drive our truck right onto this trade show floor. And so it's a very long drive to get out of Texas. I will say that though. <laughs> Be like 10 hours later and you're just like, I'm still in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can imagine. I can imagine for sure. Absolutely. So um, with, has there been anything with marketing that you've been able to take away and then use that towards being an entrepreneur? Some are like, what are some of like the best qualities you've been able to use from a marketing standpoint when running your business? Well, I think, I mean, definitely with, with marketing, it's, um, I really believe in customer service and taking care of our customers. And so I've been really able to do that in my role as a CEO is really improve that and improve and use some of the technology um, and to really help us market ourselves better too. So I've really been working like the last year and a half to create this awesome truck rental software. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and that's going to be able with that ability is going to help my customers be able to market their truck rental um, business better. So, you know, using my marketing skills and and some of my uh, business skills, I've been able to create this product for our customers. And so um, I'm really, really excited about that. So I'm able to kind of have, be able to execute some of my visions. And so that's really fun. 
and especially it's kind of hard though, as a marketing person, I'm like, okay, I want to spend this money on this. I want to do this. And, mm-hmm. and so was, uh, I do have a great CFO and great controller and they bring me down to reality a lot. So it's good to have a good team behind you. Otherwise I'd probably spend all of our money on marketing, <laughs> but um, <laughs> because I like to take, I, and I do like to do things for our customers. We're working on, um, we had some software upgrades to do like just in our internal software. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we're able to, now that we did that, we're able to offer more uh, payment options for our customers and more um, like a customer portal so that we're able to put videos in there for to be able to train and like to communicate with our customers just a little bit more effectively and in a more creative way. That's awesome. And when you were just saying how like having a good team around you to kind of keep you grounded, what do you think are some of the best things that go into having a good team and having a good foundation? I, I think it's definitely important to have a good team. Um, I was really nervous to be a new CEO. It was, um, you know, it, I didn't have a lot of training in it, even though I felt I've been here forever, but it's, it really is a whole new ball game. It's, you know, you're, I have an open door policy, but then people come in here and they're, they, um, don't like so-and-so and then they have, there's drama and I'm like, I, this isn't what I signed up for, <laughs> you know, this is not part of it. Right. And then it is, but, um, but it's, it's really great to be able to, um, I, I really try to, um, kibosh that, you know, like with a drama and like, make sure that like, they know that's not something that I, I tolerate in our office. And I've, I've taken people out, you know, Hey, like this is going on, let's go to lunch and figure it out. And how are we going to fix this and have a good environment at our office? So that's been, been very difficult and, but very important to me too. And so uh, my team works really well. They know they can tell they'll be like, okay, before it even gets to me, the drama, they'll like, they'll be like, okay, you can't be worried about this or talking about that. Like, don't, don't go bother CJ with that. So I'm really appreciative of that. And, um, and then if I have a hard time, I, I don't like being confrontational. That's not my favorite thing. I do it when it needs to be, but, um, I can always ask my, my CFO or my controller to be there with me and help. Like, I'm like, okay, call me down first if I'm upset or, you know, to have that ability to, to bounce ideas off. And, and maybe I'm, I'm, I'm not always right. You know, and just because I'm CEO doesn't mean I'm the smartest person in the room room. I don't think that's the best way to be. So, um, I like having smart people and, and, um, people willing to call me out on the mistakes I do make. So that's what my team does. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I was, oh I'm actually so intrigued. I do love your guys's company so much. It is, it is so cool to me. Uh, I'm interested in, uh, I know electric trucks uh, are coming into uh, the playing field as well as self-driving trucks. How are those <laughs> two like, you know, major upcoming advance uh, advances uh, influencing how you uh, are looking at the future of your company? Mm. Well, I've been, I've been, it's, it's been tough because I've been super, super excited about the electric mm-hmm. trucks. And so I was able to drive some of the the cargo vans and that kind of stuff because I was invited to some Ford events when they, when they would allow some of us, um, their dealers, their preferred vendorship relationships, I guess, um, come up. So they actually flew me out to Chicago oh, wow. to, um, I got a test drive, like the a Mustang and, and, um, one of the Ford lightnings and, and all kind of fun stuff. Yeah. And it was so cool to see how they're working, <laughs> but the, but they did explain to me that it is still like the wild, wild West with like charging stations right. and that kind of stuff. And then especially with my kind of line of work where they're rent, when, when they're using our trucks as men, uh, rental trucks mm-hmm. that, and moving trucks, like, um, 
we're, it's still unknown how much battery that takes if we have a full load. Mm. And if, and then if we're doing it in Michigan, the cold weather affects the battery. So there's still a lot more testing to be done and, but it's, it's all being done and it's being, um, it's interesting. It's getting closer and closer every day. Mm-hmm. And, um, luckily though, a, a lot of our, my market also is, um, smaller distances though. So we're doing local moves. So we're only doing, uh, I think the average is three miles. You people live three miles away from their storage facility. Oh. So moving is a little bit closer than a hundred miles, you know, which would be the average distance. I think that the trucks are going or the cargo vans are right now. So, so we definitely see it in our future. The driving, I, I don't know. We, we were just talking about that at dinner the other night. It was like, how would, would you get into a car if it wasn't, if it didn't have a driver? And I had never, no one's ever asked me that before. I, know. Like, I, I was like, uh-huh. I would have to do it once. I mean, I for sure would have to at least try it for once. It does make me nervous, but I've also driven behind my own hands and I'm not the best driver. So, <laughs> so it may be safer, but um, I, I think it will definitely, definitely going to change our future for our um, business for sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. That is so exciting. Um, I wanted to pick your brain a little bit about what your leadership strategies are, or maybe even how you feel you've grown as a leader since, uh, you know, taking this role uh, and everything at the company. Well, a, a big thing that's always been ingrained in me, even since like high school, I went to a military school mm-hmm. and we really learned servant leadership. That was something that was just that that's the only form of leadership that we were really taught. And so I've just really, um, I, I like to hear the opinions of my, my coworkers. I like to hear their ideas. I like to do brainstorming sessions. Um, I'll take my leadership team and we'll go out to eat and just, you know, brainstorm off, off campus, I call it. And I really like to hear suggestions. I do, um, I do like, um, what do you call them? Anonymous surveys, mm-hmm. like through Google forms and that kind of stuff. So that way I can be like, okay, well, if you, you know, I like to ask if you would like to, if you were boss for a day, what would you do? And, and get to some of the answers. It's, it's usually, I don't want to be a boss for a day, <laughs> but um, that always cracks me up. But, um, but yeah, I, I just really like to hear and, and get the input and, and to know what they're enjoying, what they're not enjoying and, and knowing what they see as the future, what they are visioning and what their ideas are, because it's, uh, that was, that's always been my phrase, even in marketing. It's like, it's hard to brainstorm alone. And <laughs> yeah. it, it's great to have great people that are willing to come up with ideas. And if you see your ideas being used, then you're more willing to share them. So I, uh, we do staff meetings and we do like a, a round table where everybody talks about different things that they're working on. And I'm pretty open. They're like, CJ, I don't like that. How you, no, that doesn't make sense. Why are you doing it that way for the software program? I'm like, Oh, I was thinking of it this way. And they're like, that doesn't make sense. And so we'll fix it and, and see what, um, and then we can share ideas of what our customers are doing. So we do, we actually do a, a quarterly magazine. And we do interview our customers and see how they're using their trucks, what the, the successes they've had, some of the problems they've faced. And we we share that with our um, all of our customer base. We also take feedback from our customers on our products too. So for example, um, we were getting a lot of ramps were being stolen from our trucks mm-hmm. and they were share, uh, selling them for scrap metal. So my grandfather, he does have some, he retired from Ford. So he does have an engineering background. He was a new product engineer. So he actually designed the back door of our truck to extend over the ramp. So the ramp is hidden and it can be locked up and nobody can get it unless they break into the truck. So, so that was pretty cool to like use some of his innovativeness and, 
engineering mind to be able to fix some of our customers' problems. Um, you know, we've, we've heard uh, definitely a lot of feedback on beta testing my software and hearing what is going to make it better for them. I, I, my background is I, you know, I worked at my family storage facilities, so I've rented trucks out to customers. So I've been able to, I walked in their shoes. I've signed, I've hand filled out those forms that you needed to sign and that kind of stuff. So I've been able to use that experience to, to better our technology. And, um, and then I can talk, you know, I can talk with them like, okay, did you like doing it this way or not? And I can talk to the managers and who the actual people that are renting it out and, and um, hear what they have to say to better our products and and better their experience. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. You were going oh, to- yeah. I was just going to bounce off <laughs> that in that leadership role. Um, what would you say is the hardest part being in that kind of role? But then at the same time, what do you think is most rewarding about that? Oh, wow. Uh, I would definitely say being a leader, the most difficult pe- thing are my people. And um and, you know, not just my people, my vendors as well. And, and, you know, I, I was super frustrated this week. I've been trying to get, I have this whole plan for a customer and I really want to talk to my vendor about it. And they're like, no, you need to talk to this person about it. You need to talk to this person about it. And I'm like, stop pushing me around. Like, I just want to talk to somebody about it. This could be big for us. We could both be growing. And finally today I sent an email last night, urgent. Uh-huh. I've been trying to talk to you guys for a month and a half. No one's answered me. And then it turns out that who I was trying to get a hold of, his father passed away. And so it's like, oh man, like I don't, I hate, I hate doing that, but it's hard dealing with people. I mean, we do have lives besides our work. And, and so it's, it's hard to um, be reasonable with that. But I mean, I have a heart about it. And then, but it's still like, okay, I really need, you could have at least called, you know, <laughs> but, um, but you know, you feel that what kind of way, but I've had that kind of problems with, um, I, I had another vendor that was manufacturing one of the, our products and their right-hand man, it turned out he committed suicide. And so that put him behind and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, it's like, I'm trying, I, I still have a heart, but it's like, mm-hmm. I really need this product finished. <laughs> I really need it delivered, <laughs> you know, cause I'm, my customers are relying on me. And so the same thing is just, um, you, you know, that's the hardest part of being a leader is just, being demanding and being understanding. And, mm-hmm. and so it, it's hard to find that balance and, and still get us going. But I always remind my, I always remind my staff, it's like, okay, I don't, tomorrow's another day. It's, it's, we're not, we're not doctors. We're selling moving trucks. You know, <laughs> if, if we have, if it's a delay for another day, no one's dying, no one's, well, hopefully not. <laughs> like I said, I just gave you two examples of death. This, <laughs> but, but you know, I mean, but it's like, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out tomorrow and we, we can let's, let's be, go home, be with our family, figure it out tomorrow. So that's, um, what's rewarding about my, I, I think is that I can, I, I don't, I, I really don't want my, my cut, my employees to take it home and, and worry and stress. And so that's something that I'm able to manage mm-hmm. and that's very rewarding for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Demanding and understanding. We'll take that to heart for sure. <laughs> um, one other thing you had mentioned is that you surround yourself with a lot of smart people, a lot of good people. And that's something that we've tried to mm-hmm. take to heart, you know, in our own lives. What would you say you look for in someone who you want to add to your team? Right now, I mean, my my biggest thing, I'm like, we, I would like a go-getter. I want somebody that I... I 
I'm all over the board. I, I go, I have, I have conversation A and I'm having conversation B and then somebody comes and interrupts me. Then my phone rings and I have good intentions. I really want to be there and I really want to train you. And I really want to teach you everything I can about everything, but I, I get busy. And so I'm hoping like with new people, when they come that they, that they're able to kind of be self-trained and, and, and figure out what they're supposed to do and not want to be micromanaged and so that's always important is just like, kind of like take ownership of your role and, and run with it. And I will support you any way I can, but, um, you know, I, I, I really think that that's the best way to be successful is just to figure it out on your own. I did that with my marketing role. Um, I'm doing that with my CEO role to an extent I feel. And, and, but I, I like people that are also willing to hear constructive criticism. Um, it's very hard. I think that's one of the hardest things to do. I, I feel like I'm doing a great job. And then when someone says you're not like, it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> what can I do to be better? And so, you know, just having people that are open-minded and, and willing to change and willing to grow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then when starting, especially for young entrepreneurs, like we're all bound to make mistakes or have some failures. <laughs> um, what are some mistakes that you went through? And then also how those mistakes or failures shaped you into who you are today? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, my biggest failure so far has been my paint store. So mm. we, um, I, I decided to buy this paint store. It was my, actually my hairdresser was like, you're so great at marketing. And you know, one of my other clients are trying to sell their paint store and they do, they don't do any marketing, but they're very successful and you could just take it to another level. So I, I, I called and they had like the, it was, I was like, oh, it's meant to be. They had the exact amount that I had in savings. That's what they wanted for it. Well, I signed the check three days later, the landlord comes, oh, Brent's due, mm. you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wow. I should have, um, so that was something I really had to learn the hard way was, uh, having operations, having enough money and for inventory. I just, I, I was like, this is the money I have. I'm going to start this business and I'm ready to go. And, um, you know, definitely look at financing and loans and, and make sure to really get some good, um, guidance in that is my biggest advice. And I, I had to learn the hard way. It was like, I mean, my, my, on the move was always, they've already gone through all that. So I would get my marketing budget and I would, you know, that was, I was used to having my $700,000 marketing budget and I would stay within that or have really good reasons to go outside of it. And, um, but to have the money on my own and, and really saying how difficult it, my my family had built the relationships with bankers and to get loans. And I hadn't had that. I was just a new, a new business and they did not care that yeah. I, that my family had businesses before me. But so, um, that was hard. That was very humbling and, um, and, you know, having to ask for money from friends and, and loans that way and, and lines of credit and that kind of stuff. So, um, but I'm excited to be back at on the move. <laughs> Fantastic. And now when you're looking at the future of On The Move, what makes you most excited? Most excited is to be able to actually grow the team I want and hire people that I think in different parts. I'm really excited about, um, I hired like a claims adjuster to actually be on staff, which I think is going to make all of it so much easier for my customers than dealing. I, I called and filed a claim and it was like an hour and they're asking me the same questions over and over. And it's like, I think it's going to be a lot easier if um, they just call my my claims department, my customer service agent, and they um, take care of the claims process for them. So I'm super excited about that. Um, and and just being able to have some of my visions and, and actually try, like, 
okay, we haven't tried this trade show before. Let's try this. And, you know, and I'm trying to take on more speaking engagements, putting myself out there and really trying to be the face of on the move and, and doing my, what I can every way I can to make us grow. Absolutely. Did you, I got one more final question before we wrap things up. Yeah. Um, and my, so my last question is if you can go back and tell your younger self one piece of advice, what would it be? One, one piece of advice is not to be so hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. And actually, like I, you know, I took everything that people said to me to heart and I try to change it. And I never really thought of something outside the box. So like we were, we weren't meeting our goals and um, it, it took me a long time. I took it to heart. Like every year I'm like, why aren't we meeting our goals? I need to change our marketing. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. And then I finally realized I was like, okay, well, I'm bringing all these leads why are they not being closed? And so like, you know, looking outside the box and being like asking the right questions, just ask more questions about everything. And so I, I did a presentation and I realized like, um, and a lot of research and I did the, once I did all my research, I did the presentation and showed that like, I'm bringing the leads. It's that they're not being closed mm-hmm. and they're not, not, a, they're only calling the customer one time. And instead of calling them three times, they're not following up. And so um, I wasn't really very well liked for a little bit by my coworkers, but um, it really helped set the stage of what our future needed to be and what what kind of staffing we needed to have. And, and um, it, just not to be afraid of, to ask questions and do the research. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. This was fantastic. Absolutely. Yes. Thank That's you great. so much. A lot of fun. Yes, thank absolutely. You. Thank you so much again. This was great. You have a great night. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.